tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! So lovely. Go, Ruby. Welcome, After Buzzers, to the finale edition of the Stuarts and Hamiltons After Show here at After Buzz TV. Can we believe it? No. So fast this season. Yes, I'm so with you. All the talk, all the anticipation. It's all Everything you took to get me involved in the show, the motivation, speeches, everything, it's all come to an end. We're going to have to find, we're going to have to petition for season two. Anyhow, um... If you're not already subscribing, please hit the subscribe button right below me. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, thank you. And uh, please give us the five-star ratings. And always feel free to comment and interact with us because we all love that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I want to, like, sing that, like, Ruby style, and I would have failed. Anyhow, I love that song. I know. It's, it's I always, wonderful. I always replay the beginning, some, like, rewind it, just so I can hear the little bit of that song again. Yes. Blake, tell the good people um, where they can find that song. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'm sure that it's probably up on iTunes and stuff like that, but if you YouTube it, certainly you can find it. The band is The Sisterhood, and it is comprised of Ruby Stewart and a counterpart, and that particular song is called Tenderize My Heart. Tenderize My Heart, all of you. That's right. <laughs> um, so, it's the finale. It was a two-part finale. They kind of combined uh, episode seven, Don't Mess With Texas, and episode eight, It's a Family Thing. So we're going to talk both those episodes. I'm your host, Allison Dean. You can find me everywhere at the Allison Dean with one L. And I am joined by these two fabulous people. Guy, we're Fabulous find indeed. You. you are so fabulous. Yes. You go first. Ladies oh. first. Oh. All right. All Blake. right. Well, oh. thank you. I, I am Blake. Blake. <laughs> I meant Blake. <laughs> I am Blake V. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake V Media. And I am Guy David. You can find me on Twitter at Guy and a Girl Show on Instagram, GuyDavid86. And what's up to producer Marissa in the booth with us? What's up, guys? Hello, Marissa. Hello. So happy to have Hello. you with us, Marissa. We're the, the finale! I know. I'm, I'm so happy. And oh. there's also wine here. So. <laughs> it, it just makes I'm it even better. She's happy. We, we We're all to, happy. We need to make that happen. We're all very happy. Whose um, idea was the wine? Great idea. Someone. Oh, oh, who, whose idea was that? Was it yours? <laughs> whose idea is the wine always? Who bought the wine, bought the bottle opener, opened it, poured it for all you guys, did everything? Who has a bar called Bar, bar David. David? Who never attends that bar with all the invites I give you guys? Really? You guys. I'm insulted. We've anyway, that's for another time. We have geographic issues. He was at the it Chateau Marmont the other day. Oh, yeah. Truly. He was at the Chateau Marmont. We didn't get an invite there. We're allowed Happens. to be inside with him where no one can see us. But he doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want us out in public with him is what he's good saying. Good point, um, Good point. Never heard good such point. rubbish in my life. Absolutely. Things are getting real serious here <laughs> at the uh, Stu Ham After Show. All right. We're going to kick it off and we're going to talk about Sean and his love life. We're a big portion oh, of, yes. uh, of episode seven slash part one of the finale. Um, I had particular enjoyment meeting Sean's boxing instructor. Who else did? Did any? No, you didn't. No? Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, I, I thought he was a character. I can't even remember him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which the, I remember, he goes to boxing instructor, but I don't think I saw. Why should I? Was he it appealing? Was what was? What was you he memorable? He was, about him? he was like a. He was like. I don't even know how to describe the guy, but he was such a like. This guy was a character. I loved him. He needs his own show. Oh, why what? were we not struck this way? Trinity, so you're, you're with me here. You don't really. Yeah, I mean, I remember him, but I don't remember being struck that way. You need to rewatch those. Oh, like, clearly, we do. Clearly, this we is are. strange behavior by you. And he had such poignant <laughs> things to say to Sean about like how Sean talks to himself, and even BC, his friend, chimed in and was like, "Yeah, you talk to yourself, man." And then the boxing instructor was like, "You're not going to get any girls doing that kind of a thing." No, no, this is this, all. This was at the gym. What episode were you watching? <laughs> I'm actually starting to think that I watched the wrong episode because I had problems downloading it. <laughs> I have no recollection of a boxing Um, instructor. We're not starting off strong. (laughs) All right. They also, 
it, it kind of brought up the notions of the ex-girlfriend and how the ex-girlfriend was the love of his life and how no one really has been able to reach the status that she had. Does this... Am I, am I speaking? Uh, no, I remember no? that. You, I do remember that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Which is a really terrible thing to be dealing with when you're the person dealing with the unreachable status of an ex. Yes. Right? Yes. How, does, how is that ever going to bode well for his future relationships? And and just yeah. the girls that date him are now going to have to be comparing themselves to the ex, knowing she's yeah. their pedestal in some way. But I wouldn't. I found it interesting that he said that in front of the cameras, because if that ex-girlfriend's now watching... I mean, her head is as big as Venus. Let's be honest. I wanted to know if they were talking about the girlfriend that I thought that they were talking about, which I was thinking they were referencing Adrian Malouf from Real Housewives, because that was the last public oh. girlfriend that he had, wasn't it? Really? I do agree that that was the last public girlfriend he had, yes. So, I don't know. Um, I thought that was... Very interesting if that was, in fact, the one. No, you're probably right. That, sound, that sounds right. Okay, so I don't know. I mean, maybe someone else can comment and tell us if confirmed. Please, please I do. Don't know. Or Sean, please tweet us. Let me know. <laughs> and um, he's, got, he's, he's got to get over his ex, though. That was a little concerning. How yeah. how still hung up on her he sounds. And you don't speak to your ex like that. She's the love of my life. How she's the greatest person ever. No one's ever going to compare to her again. Right. It's yeah. weird talk. It is. I don't like it. You got to move on. Yeah. Suck it up. Be a man. Yeah. I don't know. This is the impression I get, though. I feel as though he's the kind of guy where the minute he really. Eats is smitten with the next girl, I think the ex is like out of the mind. I really do. So I think until he finds that next person that just really mesmerizes him, which maybe we saw in this episode, um, I think done with the ex. I really do. I believe that it's it could be that fast for yeah. him. Like, oh, I see you in this bathing suit. Who's the ex? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, who was I speaking about? Right, maybe. Speaking? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, because okay. that's the the healthy way to go about it. That as soon as you have a new uh, person kind of taking up your thoughts and thinking things might go farther, uh, you need to kick that ex talk yes. out the window. And he's a li- he's a little simple minded in some ways, in a great good way. <laughs> like I can see him just flipping one switch and turning to the yeah. other, just yeah. like that. He, he just seems like a kid to me. Yeah, me too. He seems like a ten year old. And and I mean that in like a like a, a fun way. Yeah. yeah, like a positive way. No, he I just completely seems, agree with you. Yeah, he just seems very like like innocent and like big eyed and just like yeah like Peter Pan excited yeah he's he's the most interesting person on the show to me I never know when he's trying to be serious or not (laughs) I'm thinking was he trying to be serious then or is he still trying to joke but it's not funny but it's actually being serious but it is funny but it's not funny I don't don't know Yeah, I don't know how to judge him I read him the boxing instructor also blatantly said, like, while Sean was in the corner talking to himself, he was like, everyone thinks you're effing nuts, but he didn't use, he didn't say effing, he said yeah. the word, you know? Um, and I was like, this guy is like a guru. Like, this he's guy's so, on point. He's so on point. So, uh, he brought his friend BC Bach to the boxing place, Trinity Boxing. Um, and then BC brought along this surfer model, Anastasia Ashley, which yes. is like fabulous the name. name. I know. Love it. Love that name. Um, and basically it was her with a bunch of guys at lunch. It looked like they were friends. Friends, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. All friends. But it looked like it was definitely uh, a deliberate A matchmaking? Setup. It did, didn't it to you? Well, they both knew it was. Yeah, the, the, the way he spoke to her, they well, were that's like, true. "Are you ready to have kids?" That yeah. was that was the weirdest conversation ever. So, do you want to give this a try? We're, we're, <laughs> it's it, very direct. It, it was John. Like, it was almost like auditioning in some way, and then the others were standing there. It was like a deliberate setup, and then the way he spoke to her was like. Okay, let's do this. You haven't done this for a while? I haven't done this for a while? Let's, let's give it a go. See if we yeah, like it. It makes sense. <laughs> we both haven't done it in a while. Let's, yeah. not, let's jump on board. Yes. Everything he says I find funny for some reason now. It just, I do too. I truly do. Awkwardly funny. Yeah. Awkwardly amusing. Yeah. But she held her own too with oh, the completely. banter, which I had a lot of respect for because... It's like she had her own zingers, right? Right. Like, okay, I thought that was a really interesting dynamic because, yes. quite honestly, I'm being 100% honest here. Yes. If I were having a repartee with um, Sean, uh-huh. half the time I would be like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but she did not. She just went with it. Every single thing that he threw at her, she just like tossed it right back I and know. played it like it was fine. It was all fine. And she was just like, yep, and here's mine. I know. And here's my response. I loved it. It was good, good banter. Yeah. And a lot of girls in LA don't behave like that. 
So he, he got lucky with that one. Yeah, she was no, a you good look one. At, why are you looking at me like that? No, Wrong? I, yeah. You agree? Well, I'm, I don't know it from your perspective. So when you say that, I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. No, no, He's no. like, LA girls are horrible. We're like, oh, okay. No, no but so, so, they're beautiful. But some of them are very serious, very about themselves. Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And just no time for stupid talk, a bit of banter. Oh, got it. Okay. Which wouldn't right, like go to well the business. Sean. Yeah, to yeah. the business. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think it was funny mm. when Sean uh, Sean says, "I have rock star blood. I could get you pregnant from here." Uh, yes. I thought many things he said during that day were hilarious. I could name some right now. That was one of them. Okay. <laughs> uh, that one in particular. Oh, yeah. stood out for me, and I was like, yes. "Okay, Sean." Not something that you say out loud because if you are the son of a rock star. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't. Yeah, but it's something that Sean says out loud. <laughs> yes, so it's fine for him, and he can get away with it because he sounds yeah. like a ten-year-old. Yeah, oh. it doesn't it come works. across as no. arrogant or you know. Somehow it works for him. It's true. So he ends up going on a surf date with Anastasia. Anastasia. I thought it was wonderful. It seemed like a wonderful yeah. date. And here's my question: So prior to their date, he and Allie actually went out for lunch. And kind of, she was giving him some advice. Do you think any of the advice that she gave, just kind of like, you've been dating the wrong girls. Do you think in his mind, he was saying to himself, I think she would like Anastasia. Do you think, like, any part of Allie was in his brain at all? Or do you think he was, like, purely focused on bikini? Truly, that is a hard question for me to answer. I'm like, Allie, let's call her. Let's call Allie. Yeah, Yeah. let's know. Um, I want to say yes. I want to say that the information that Allie gave to him sunk in and that while he was on the date with Anastasia, he was really, like, determining, like, really some some long-range plans and, you know, would everybody, you know, agree and accept of this situation. But he made a lot of comments that were really uh, bikini-focused. Yes, he was. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like... You know, it might take another date or two from Anastasia or anybody else to really, like, break the Sean cycle, and no, if you will. Yeah, no matter how smart smart the, the guy is, yes. if your first date is in a bikini and yeah. she's got a body like that, yeah. your mind's not functioning properly. No yeah. matter how smart or how switched on you are, you're fair looking enough. at other things and you're thinking about other things. Yeah, so, I think that's fair. good move by her. <laughs> um, Guy, did you think it was a good first date? Yeah, it went well. Surprisingly. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> Some of the stuff Shockingly. he said was just oh I wouldn't God. I wouldn't say on a first date. He but- was he was killing me. When they got to the beach and they were like, We're gonna you know, we're gonna surf. He he literally I was dying when I heard him say these things. They went out and she was like, What does the surf look like to you? And he's oh. like, I can make better waves farting wrote, in my bathtub. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was dying. And then later they're sitting on the the towel and she's like, What is this stain on the side of your board shorts? She's like, Is this lipstick? And she's he's like, No, it's not lipstick. What are you talking about? He's like he's like, I think it's Doritos. I think I like wiped them on the side. I'm like, Oh my god. Don't but yeah, between farting in the tub and wiping the Doritos on the side of your pants, like, could we... We're totally 10 years old. Yeah. Did he catch a wave? Because she was just ripping through. She was so good. And showing it, was, it up. It was funny because he was making comments about how, how bad the waves were, and she's getting up with no issue, and he's, just, problem. he's just falling forward. <laughs> how oh, would you guys Sean. have reacted to a date with Sean like that? Why well, would not have gone surfing as um, <laughs> step one? Yeah, no, I no, that, mean, that's sort of humor, that's sort of banter. No, completely. I feel like I would not have received it well. <laughs> <laughs> I truly oh, feel like dear. many of the things he said, I would be like, okay, huh? yeah, moving on. Como? <laughs> so most of the stuff he said is not to way further down the relationship. The you know the the, the things he said, the, the inappropriate in a way. Inappropriate, Not and in a- then also like, like, like serious. Like, so, so when are you having kids? And so, you know, like those were very serious questions. I mean, I do feel like when you're dating someone, you want to get to know the full story. But I do feel like there's a certain like first date um, etiquette yes. or like or like sort of format yes. where you don't really get to the hard hitting questions just yet. Like you're really kind of focusing on like small talk and like, do we even like hanging out with each other? Like we're not trying to talk about kids or marriage yet because it's not there. Right. Well, That's where I'm at. Wouldn't that freak you out? Well, here's the thing. I think, well, me, <laughs> I would be horrified. <laughs> um, but the thing about it is perhaps Sean is just in a position where the right girl is going to respond the right way or whatever, you yeah. know? So in this case, I thought she was responding pretty naturally and 
It was working. She was actually really good. They she were flowing. She yeah. was a quality girl. Yeah. yeah. Every, every time he said something, I like cringed. I'm like, no, Sean, no, 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 no. It was like a pause there. Yeah. But then she always responded well. Perfectly. And I'm thinking, yeah. this is a good girl. Like, yeah. it didn't even phase her. Totally. Every time she reacted great, I was like, yes. I was, like, proud. I was with you on that. Yeah, yeah. So, curious to see... Uh, where this goes. Where this Do you goes. have any info? You're good with that. News and notes? Nothing? Not as of yet. No, they haven't really posted anything that I saw. Do you, it might have been a one and done. Might have been it. No, maybe it just is something where they're keeping it... On the DL. Yeah, on the DL. I, right, actually, I, I think he's overachieved. Oh. <laughs> hey. I do. All right. Well, Sean, if you're watching, you, you when, when you've overachieved, you settle down. That's when... You know? That's when you know it's time That's to when you settle. know. For whatever reason, you said that, and all I was thinking about was Bachelor in Paradise as you were saying that. <laughs> Sorry. If, if you saw this season, you would understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, moving on. I didn't. Uh, Clearly, we both didn't. <laughs> nothing. It was it was gripping television. Um, okay. Alana and Kim, ooh, they kind of got into a, a, a tad bit, and we saw some dynamics. I mean, really, Kim was getting on Alana about not watching Delilah, and it seemed like this was an issue. The way that Kim was speaking to Alana was as though she is asked a thousand times, and every time Alana says, no, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of felt for Alana on this one, just because I was like, she still works. Obviously, you know, you might have married a rock star and a movie star, but you may not have gotten the piggy bank. Is there anyone yet that Kim hasn't had an issue with? <laughs> Every episode, there's a new person she takes an issue with. You are correct about that. Like, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she's nearly wrong every time. <laughs> I've disagreed with her every time. So, in this case, you also did? Yeah, and I don't like her face when she gets mad. She gets, like, really, like... <laughs> but the eyes. It's an obnoxious face. I don't, I don't <laughs> like it as much. I felt for Alana. I did. I really uh, did. And the fact that, you know, she's working for the Farrah Fawcett Foundation, uh, which basically they do a lot of cancer research and funding and various things. It's like she's working. She's doing important stuff. I don't know. It just seemed a little out of place. And I, I did think it was poignant when Sean was like, it seems like you two need to go to therapy. And he, I think he said <laughs> Coming it from Sean, I they must. I was like, poignant. Yeah. Poignant, and Lana's Sean. had a lot going on in her life. She's had a lot to deal with. She has. And it took, it almost took George, like, talking to Kim a little bit and saying, hey, look, which, this surprised me on some level that at this point, at the age that Kim is, at the age Alana and George are at, like, how come it's taken this long to have this conversation about mm-hmm. where Alana has come from and sort of the hurdles that she faced when she was a child and just growing up? It surprised me that it took George telling Kim all this. So could that have been something where, was this for the show or? Yes. Because I was thinking exactly the same thing you said. I'm like, she's 30s now. You don't have this conversation now. I mean, she, Lalana was saying stuff like, this was my house. This is what I did. This is like, you know this stuff. You should, <sighs> that's your mother. Unless you've taken absolutely no interest in your family background. Right. right. Which she has to have. Yeah. Uh, I what don't did know. You think? I didn't think it was entirely fake. I think no, that. No, 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 not. not yeah, okay. Right. Uh, fabricated. Some. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> exaggerated. Yeah, okay. Um, maybe exaggerated, but I mean, I think that it's possible that there were, there were core things that Kimberly didn't know. That they just sort of moved past in their life? Like, hey, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. I do. I mean, that's I do. possible. I think that it's possible sometimes that parents don't always share 100% sure. of their lives with their kids. Yeah. I think that it's possible that sometimes parents shield many things from their children for whatever reasons they may have. Yeah. And I also think it's very likely that later in life, once you are an adult or reach some certain stage that parents then deem worthy or capable or whatever you suddenly do learn things yeah so um yeah i think it's entirely possible that maybe for whatever reason kimberly was like shield and shielded from this stuff and maybe it was news to her maybe i was happy to see so um after the conversation that george had with kim it's almost like a light bulb turned on for her and she felt which isn't that the way George always comes in and just kind of knowledge sprinkles bits of wisdom on everyone that he that he speaks to. He's the Wonderful. he's the go to man. He, he is. really is. Um, you guys might hate me for saying this, but I found the whole Texas thing boring a little bit. Speaking of Texas, so they go to 
Nacogdoches. Yep. Well, and well said. Well, well said. Like an Orange County gal should say it. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like you've got Texas in you, like because they do. It just oh, really? <laughs> Is that what I do? Oh, I've always said you're a Southern girl. I know. I mean, not not truly. Like I wasn't born there or anything. Born right. and raised in the OC. But um, yes, my dad's whole side of the oh, family is from Texas. Well, I have family that lives in Texas currently. Good thing I let the gal with the Texas blood say the fancy city name. Absolutely, you've got the Southern twinge too in the accent. Very interesting because I've never oh, been. I don't, <laughs> no, you, you, I don't know how. I don't huh. think I know. That. I lived five years in the South. I know it. Oh, and she does. If guy says it is, no, game must be full stop. Period. Oh, okay, done. You do trust that Aussie over here. All right. (laughs) Uh, They go to Texas because Kim wants to kind of get a feel for where her mom came from and just the upbringing. And so you thought it was boring. I think I found it boring because you know I'm not part of the family, so I didn't really care that much. Even though it was a a lovely story where she's come. And I missed, like, George. I didn't see him much in the episode at all. I missed the things I loved the show, the quirkiness, the personalities, the the weirdos, the everything which I've learned to love. <laughs> it got all to a bit serious. I was sitting in the car the whole time. Kim had a bad look on her face. The mum's trying to, you know, telling these heartwarming stories. She's not responding that well. I'm like, cut it down a bit. Let's get back to George, you know? Where, where is what's he? What's George doing? Exactly. That's what I wanted. I mean, that's really the question always. What's George doing? Um, I had a different take on it, actually. I... It was very serious. It was, you know, very sad in many moments. Um, but I thought it was interesting. I, th- I thought it was interesting to learn Alana's upbringing. I also might have found it a little personal because I do have those southern roots. So... <laughs> Um, I have family from Texas and from Tennessee, and actually, Alana's upbringing reminded me a lot of parts of my own family. That's interesting. So I sort of related on that level. And I thought it was interesting, because we would never... I mean, we think that this whole family is just like rich and fabulous and entitled and, you know... Which is not the case. You know, rock and movie star royalty, and we learned it's not the case. You know, we learned that Alana really came from humble beginnings, and I I thought that was very interesting. So what happened with... I mean, Alana's had two divorces, George Hamilton and Rod Stewart. Why does she still have to work? That is a question for Alana Stewart. Yeah, truly. Don't Don't know. I was impressed she does, but I just thought that was Mm -hmm. strange. It depends, you know, uh, if she signed prenup agreements and depending on what the... what was in those agreements yep, in true. terms of what the shakedown was going to be, if anything mm-hmm. happened, or time of marriage. Uh, no idea. Yeah, who knows? And But she's still working. It doesn't look like she's, you know... And it may not be... I mean, I don't think she's overtly said that the reason she's still working is for financial reasons, right? So it may not well, she said be... she still needs to work. Yeah, that, that I came across that as financial. Okay. Yeah, I think Cause, so. Because I feel like it may be less financial and more, like, the work ethic Self-work. and the will to work. Yeah. Because there are many people that are like that um, who truly will work... will only work till they die. Yeah. They because do. they don't want to not work. Yep. So it's possible that could be. I, I did like a story, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I found that very... as you, you put it well. How sad was it that she ate her best friends the chickens? Oh God, I died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, that was a pretty sad moment. Yeah, no, and and I think like especially for animal lovers, that's especially painful yeah. to hear of a story like that. And then I thought Kim's reaction was very interesting because she was like, "Oh no, I'd feel terrible if uh, if I ate Dean." And I was like, "No, no, Kim, we're not talking about Dean. We're talking about your animal friends, which is a completely different bond." Her best yeah. friends. That oh, was heartwarming. Heartbreaking. Her only friends, the chickens. I know the chickens. Oh, and the chickens got ate by her. Oh. Man, that is just oh. like that would that would affect a child. That's tormenting. I ate my best friends. I would never be the same again. No, ever. Um, there was some good stuff in there. Maybe I wasn't that bored. Yeah, Maybe I, think just, might have... I think I was just a little hungover. I was just. <laughs> That must have been it. It was kind it of was great. It was kind of interesting too, in the sense of when she revealed that her mother was a drug addict. Kind of the connect that Kim might have had with just knowing that, or if she didn't know that before, based on her history with Ashley mm-hmm. and just like the levels of the fact that Alana really wasn't as present for Kim because of the stuff going yeah. on with Ashley. I, I think that that's actually very important that you're bringing that up, Allison, because addiction is hereditary. It truly is. 
um, you know, especially like alcoholism and really any sort of drug addiction, it is hereditary. It runs through family lines. It's true. So the fact that maybe Alana might have hidden her her, oh. her mother's addiction and stuff because, you know, I'm sure there have been many times where she was ashamed or embarrassed yeah. or upset yep. at this past and she maybe didn't want anybody to know. It was something that kind of, you know, she kept hidden yep. and didn't even want to tell her children. But the fact that Ashley had such a an issue with it, it sort of was something that forced itself to the forefront and maybe would have helped Kimberly or anybody else had they known the connection earlier, kind yep. of sorting out Ashley's, you know, issues. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There sure. we have it. I mean, what was tough for her? I mean, Ashley Ashley was a full-blown drug addict. Like, yeah. that's, I, I think it's worse than we even think how bad it got from what I'm getting. It seems like it was pretty pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, you, very severe. She, she'd be terrified every day this was his last day on the planet. Yeah. So you, you lose focus on other things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think the trip ended well, though, because they get back home and they visit Mark Mahoney, who is a legendary, I mean, like... You can't get an appointment with him. Uh, and they each get blue bonnets. Which, which was adorable. That's adorable. You need to get one now, too, because you're a Texan. I know. Do you have tattoos? I don't. I don't Do have you? any to-dos. Tattoos. <laughs> I always get... What are your to-dos? Tattoos. <laughs> today. What are your to-dos today? Do you have any? I might. Do they hurt? It depends on where. Placement is key. Where you have them? Yeah, she has a few. We'll discuss this. Uh, okay, we'll discuss this since this is not a tattoo show, and I guess we're not we're not recapping LA Ink right now. Um, I will chat with you later. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like and and they, they don't tickle. I mean, they yeah, they sting. You feel them, like she said, like they little sting. bee stings. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. So we only get a little bit from Ashley's storyline in the episode. He's in the studio, and this one did seem a little curated to me in the sense of I feel as though Jason Flom was already involved on in some level. 100%. Okay. Because I was like, the way that he walked in was like, this for, is just For every thing. true struggling musician, just the ease of that whole scenario was like, ugh, mm-hmm. That's the sound I made when I watched it. <laughs> so anyway, he got a record deal with Jason Flom, which, uh, yeah. good for him. And I liked Jason. I just thought the whole thing was I was like, eh, I feel like you probably already knew this was about to go down, yeah, or truly. you were already signed. But the be- but even better than that was George coming in for his little oh, like that was amazing, like that was record awesome. cameo. So good. <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. Okay, look, what was he even doing? It was like he spoken- was being a sheriff. Oh, he, he was. I think he was being a sheriff. I mean, because it was like spoken word yeah. or like a G Ham rap. Uh, That's my new name for George, by the way. G-Ham. 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 I, I loved it, though. How I he did it. It was so good. He was so good. Does he do anything bad? No. I don't think so. And God, we're, no. we're in love with George. We are it's all. It's unanimous. He even had micro microdermabrasion being done very well to him. Like, he just can't. It's all It's all. It's good. Just, it just wins all day long. Was there anything else in part one of the finale that we have missed before we move on to the wrap-up? I think that summed it up. All right, so then let's talk about part two. Uh, it's a family thing. And we shall start with, we learn. So now Kim has moved on with her issues with mom. And <laughs> she has moved onward to brother Ashley. And the fact that she once idolized him and they had such a good thing. But we see that he apparently skipped her daughter Delilah's birthday. And she was very upset about that because everyone else was there except for him and she had some words with him and he kind of didn't have anything to add really yeah he kind of played it off like what right well (laughs) i sort of felt like okay i feel like this entire season yes we've seen ashley be kind of quiet kind of um kind of sensitive kind of sweet kind of you know kind of in the background like kind of he's been kind of yeah kind of (laughs) um because like every single episode's about him and Allie and you know whatever else his issues and all kinds of things but but really he's got kind of a like a like a reserved presence thus far (laughs) this episode um the finale I thought that he was really kind of like snarky and like attitude-y and like negative in a way that I have not seen him this entire series. Give me an example. Yeah. Okay. I have a few. Okay. I have a few for you. Um, (laughs) So the first was um, when Kimberly went to go drop off the credit card when they were at the boxing. Trinity Boxing. Yes. Um, He was like 
do I need to do this now? Do you need to do it now, Kimberly? Oh. And then she was like, uh, yes, I need to give you this to give Sean yada yada, whatever. So he had like attitude. Um, he, she showed, he showed up at Kimberly's uh, motorcycle motorcycle riding lesson. Yep. And she couldn't figure out what exactly the reason was. He hadn't been invited. But he got there and she's like, you need a helmet. And he's like, no, no, I don't need a helmet. <laughs> like, just taking off. Bad example, um, actually. Yeah. And then, like, he shows up to the Dirty Weekend photo shoot. And, like, totally, I felt, like, had a bit of attitude when they were discussing their relationship, which we might touch on later. But I feel like his reception of their conversation was also, like, a little... um I don't know, like a little snarky. I can't even really like find... Like he was, he was not on her page about things, no, basically. No, She was And he sort up... of had a little toot. Okay. <laughs> a little toot. I, little toot. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can feel you. A I mean, I, that could have been things that we may not have seen in the sense of... Completely. Per, perhaps there was things at the motorcycle class that we did not see that actually happened. I mean, you know, fancy editing. Um, but overall, I do understand what you're saying because they're, they're just... In the moments that we saw them together, it did seem a bit like he like was... Like combative. Yeah, right. Like it wasn't very yeah. kind. Right. Kind. Yeah. It was a disagreement. What did you think yeah. about their interactions uh, Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. But I'm a, I'm an Ashley apologist and a Kim critic. Okay. So <laughs> okay. I, I have been the whole show. Okay. So okay. I just think... I know I'm saying this too often, but he's... I'm going to sound like a broken record, but he's going through a lot. And I just think he doesn't need that stuff right now. He just, just, Kim, Kim gets on everyone. Yeah. Like she finds a way to get on everyone. And I can understand he was snarky, but he's probably snarky because she pissed him off. As simple as that. He's got, he doesn't have, he doesn't want to deal with all that now. He wants to focus on his record. He just got signed. He's just broken up with Ali. She's come and she's got in his face and pissed him off. He's got a bit snarky on camera. That happens to all guys. I mean, I did, who cares if he got a little attitude and then she flipped out and made a big scene of it and Delia and everything. I don't. I care, guy. I know you do. We just heard it. <laughs> I care. I do think it's interesting, though, in the sense of so when he when she basically said or exclaimed on some level that she used to you know idolize him on some level and they were so close, but then he responded. He was like, "I always felt like an outsider." Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting, and I could understand where he was coming from in that capacity because it's true. She, from the Stewart side, has many siblings on her side that are well. I mean, really, only Sean is the full like blood sibling. I guess. How many more are there? There's like I think eight, there's like eight, eight total, eight yeah. Something. I mean, there's a lot. God. I mean, they're yeah. all they're all half, <laughs> they're all half, half brothers still. and sisters. It's like a Stuart clan, but it is a Stuart clan, right? But Ashley was the only Hamilton, right? For many, many, many years, and that's the thing too is that now we see Alana and George have a very close relationship. But I feel like probably while she was married to Rod, primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, George probably wasn't as close and in their lives as they are now. I agree. I agree so, too. so Ashley probably felt like his dad was somewhere else, and he was kind of in this new blended family all alone. Yep. On his own, and that totally, I, I agreed. Kind of him saying that he felt like an outlet outsider. I could see where that stemmed from. I wish they would have spent a little bit more time, uh, like even how they filmed that scene. It was like his back was to us, and we. Like, yeah. I felt like they could. You know what really- it was like. It was like a dance. It was, kind of. It was. And uh, do you remember? Oh. <laughs> Tell us, boy. Do you remember this da- dance battle casting that we were all talking about a few months ago? I certainly do. Yes. Well, it all started with Maria Menounos and Derek and Julianne Huff's family dance battles two years ago on Instagram. And now America has the chance to dance. This is a great transition. Uh, right? <laughs> Very totally good. good. Um, I didn't know where you were going with it. But then and I'm here we back. are. And we've arrived. So now eight <laughs> families have been chosen to come to L.A. and battle. And it is going to be huge. So you are not going to want to miss it. Set your DVRs now. It is very serious. Don't miss out on this. Um, the show is called Dance Battle America, and it airs on ABC Monday, September 14th, right after Dancing with the Stars at 10 p.m. Dance Battle America, check it out. DVR it. Bam. DVR it. Yes. DVR it. Uh, so, yeah, basically, I was just sad that they were doing the video dancing that they were doing, and I wasn't getting... Almost like when we were disappointed at the... When they were trying to pretend that Ashley was gay and yeah. that was being filmed really poorly. You know what else is a really interesting like film critique? Okay. I'm going to toss it on you right here. Yeah. Is that 
Ashley's back was to the camera. Yes. And we saw Kim's, like, full reactions to everything. So it almost, like, subconsciously made you react to Kimberly's reaction. right. Because you were not seeing much anything. of Ashley. And it also lended kind of, you know, your mind to the idea that Ashley was, like, unresponsive because you couldn't see really his Good responses. Point. Good point. Huh? You're on the ball today. Huh? You switched on. Yeah, I was <laughs> switched on. I thought that that was a very, I don't know, I thought that was an important component. I was kind of yeah. bummed that they didn't. How much older is Ashley than Kim? He's 40. Mm-hmm. She's 30. I, well, I she's, she's older than Sean. He's 32. So maybe three years? I think she's like 35 or something. Yeah. And how bad was Ashley's motorcycle accident? Marissa's going to look it up for us. Um, okay. It was pretty uh, bad. It was pretty bad. It, it resulted in brain surgery, yeah. Yeah, he said. I couldn't so, believe that. I mean, that's that's huge. And then he was riding around again with no helmet. Right. Which I thought was... Part of Kimberly's concern that I understood. Like, yeah. she's saying, hey, you need a helmet. And he's like, no, no. Okay, well, you had brain surgery yeah, from an accident. Just, you might consider it. That's all. Well, maybe you might he's consider those cells in there and <laughs> to remind him about that. <laughs> but that's, I was, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, um, but he patches things up on some You're level. Looking for Ashley Hamilton. He's forty, but how old is um, Kimberly, Kimberly Stewart. Stewart? Oh, Kimberly Stewart. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious. We're, yes. we're curious. Yeah. Um, so they kind of patch things up ish. They can go motorcycle riding together now. He brings Delilah a gift. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I liked their little um, outing to the DMV. Very adorable. To get their motorcycle. 36. <laughs> Licenses. It was very cute. Kimberly Stewart is 36. 36. Okay, so four years difference. Yeah. So it's not that much. Yeah. No, it's they're not really close. They're, yeah. yeah, they're close in age. Um, so we get another glimmer of Sean and his dirty weekend uh business the the apparel line that he has and initially the family well Ashley and Kim kind of scoffed when he mentioned it so i think it was them indicating that they've heard this kind that of was stuff. another one of Ashley's negative comments Sean was like hey i've got this new business venture and like right off the bat Ashley was like oh it's really cute I, I laughed too when he said it though. Yeah. Although when I met Ashley and Sean in studio, Ashley was genuinely a big supporter of Sean, I want to say. So either Ashley was in just a sarcastic mood that day or they cap- captured some stuff, but authentically, I think Ashley really loves Sean and really wants to see him succeed. At least that's what I was getting from him. Wonderful. I because really that, was. And that all happened after the season, so that's even better yeah. to know. That's true. That yeah. True. yeah. I'll just say quickly, because yes, Ashley's please. been so serious the whole show. Yeah. He's very, very serious. And I read somewhere that he does comedy. He's a comedian. And you told me he's quite funny in your mm-hmm. when you interviewed him. So I watched your show. Oh, so you I did? Wa- I just wanted to see some personality from him. Did yeah. you? And I did. Okay. Yeah. I was like, like, please say you did. I mean, but I'm like, Ashley, yeah. why the hell weren't you like that on the show? Yes. Well, and well, even well with just this- a little bit. Just give me something. That could have been editing. And even edited that out. Yeah. And even with this episode, even though it was like negative, like he had like snarky remarks or whatever, it at least was more personality than we've seen the whole entire season. Maybe they were doing that deliberately to kind of give us a sense that like Sean is the jokester and they were kind of like creating um, character types for Mm. us, maybe. I don't don't know. Ashley was a big successful entertainer for a while. Yeah. And he did a lot of that stuff and he just, he had no personality. I knew he'd. I, I put it down to the addiction. He's just battling everyday demons in his head. But I, d- I don't think it's quite like that because I saw him interview here. I thought he was quite funny. He's definitely very focused on the music right now. That's for certain. But he's he is quite funny. So I think that they probably just didn't include a lot of those moments. At he, least that's what I'm thinking. He just, he just did some weird stuff. Even though like, even when he was like when he plays a guitar, he wears a beanie and like a hoodie at like the middle of winter in Montana <laughs> or something, and you're in LA and you just yeah. play, just. I don't know. Some people are just very cold all <laughs> the time. Some people Some are. People, I am not one of those Allison people. Allison and I are the opposite we of that. Are, we are not those I mean, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm sweating up a storm oh, right okay. now. Yep. The three of us? We are all the opposite of that. <laughs> we are not that. Um, but dirty, dirty... Dirty weekend. Dirty weekend. What were you thinking? Uh, are you going to go online tonight and purchase uh, some apparel? Um, I did check it out a bit because this interests me because I'm about to launch my clothing line. Uh-huh. And he, he went to a place, the manufacturer, where I did. Very similar oh. in fashion, the fashion district uh-huh. in L.A. Yes, right, yes as you do I mean, when it, you're launching a clothing line. I thought it was funny that it took me, like, working at it, like, six months to get samples ready. Mm-hmm. He had one meeting and then he had samples ready, like... 
We don't know the, the so timeline. There, there must have been a big. Di- there must have been a huge timeline cut in the episode. Or it helps if your name were to be Guy Stewart. True. Huh? True. Huh? But still, you got to... Yeah. True. <laughs> um, Maybe I don't know. Just. I'm thinking. I'm trying to still work out how it's doing. He's got 163, 64 Instagram followers, which isn't fantastic, obviously. Yeah, well, okay. So it's interesting because um, I feel like it's a it's a good idea. It's definitely a marketable idea. He he yeah. is who he is. The name is what it is. The idea of it uh-huh. um, is completely marketable. But the items themselves are not. At least what we've seen on the episode tonight. I've not done any further research, but. Um, they're not like super unique in such a way that it would be like, um, like a, like an immediate must have. I think what he needs to do, if I'm going to put on my <laughs> entrepreneurial hat, analyst hat, uh, I think that he should go the surf route and he should put his stuff in like surfing <gasps> type stores. I love that I'll idea. Do it Good. Oh my God. Well, maybe that's the tie-in with Anastasia. It would be smart. I, if I completely doing, agree with that. Yes. If they're yes. doing that, I think that would be the way. Just yeah. because it's kind of, at least the design is very like throwback to mm-hmm. beachy, Venice Beach-esque yep. stuff. Boardwalk. Yeah. Skateboards. Colors are. Yes. And so it's like, you just kind of want to see it on like tank tops and on surfer girls and on board shorts. I don't know. Completely. I, mean, I think that that could I be agree. the winning. I thought the models were good. I thought they made the product look they good. They were great. Was there. That's, yeah. That's important. She like good models, right? Yeah. She was there. Um, I just had a problem with every, every shirt said Dirty Weekend, just print screened on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think you could have mixed that up a little bit. Th- that's what I'm saying. I think it's a it's a bit um, like the the designs that we've seen so far are a bit reserved. Limited. Like a, yes, a bit limited. I think that definitely he's got room to grow. Yeah. Um, but certainly marketable. I like your surf route. I think that's fantastic. Sean? New marketing team over here. Yeah. I mean, also just the fact that he could take it into really many sport industries, like even the snowboarding route for mm-hmm. the winter, because I feel like the whole concept of dirty weekend in the sports world could be kind of funny. Anyway. Totally. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's good he's doing it. It's something they can identify with. It's my two cents. <laughs> we don't we, we don't know how it's going. It's too early. I think it's probably too early. I, far too early. They I think just yeah. recently launched. So yeah. yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's too early. All right. So a big portion and sort of the uh, the big culminating cap off is all season. All of us have kind of been rooting for George and Alana to reunite. Mm. Reunited and uh, you can oh, sing. I was, I was gonna like continue on with you. That was quite okay. impressive. Yeah. Oh, adorbs. Um, <laughs> you didn't tell me you could sing. I didn't, You've been I didn't holding know out I, on us, Allison. Um, holding out on me, you and you. You guys leave me out of everything. <laughs> oh no, go on. I'm just joking. Don't react. Wow. Don't react. Serious accusations Save it there. After. So we've we've really been seeing this all season. We've gotten glimmers of this from other people in the episodes that have kind of insinuated that they should be together. We got a lot of that from Kim this episode, who is pretty much like, you guys are soulmates and what the hell kind of a thing. Um, and even, so Kaylin comes back, the love architect comes back to join the party and... It was it was as though she was conducting a couples therapy session between the two of them, where Alana kind of knew what was going on, but George had no idea. He what didn't get the memo for that session at all. What did you guys think of that chat that they were having? I thought it was very odd, um, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, I think that uh, clearly. Alana and George were on different pages at this point. Mm. I think, if anything, Alana was really trying to enlist the help of the love architect to just improve communication. Not maybe, maybe not necessarily like relationship bonding, although that might have been like the real plan. Right. Um, but but George didn't know this. And George was completely, uh, taken off guard and he was like, I feel like I'm in a couples session and I'm not a couple. And that you was know? poignant because I was kind of I was watching going. I feel like you're in a couple session yeah. and you don't know it. Yeah. Did you? What did you think? Guys? Yeah. George doesn't want to get back together with her. No. That's what I think. Yeah. It was interesting though. They touched on the fact that, or Lana said that they didn't know how to communicate when they were younger, and they. It looks like they're communicating now on some level but like so much has not been revealed to each other for Mm. too long i think george sees her as like a great pal alana is i think more on the page of i think you could be my one true love kind Mm -hmm. of a thing and the fact that they were not communicating as well as they should in their 
marriage led to their demise. So it's like she thinks that they could still be together. It was interesting when he brought up, and I, I don't remember if it, if it was him on camera bringing this up or if it was like a voiceover, but he basically said, had we not uh, separated, she would have not had yeah, the, the other kids. family. Right. And we wouldn't be the big giant clan that we are now. Yeah. Uh, you were kind of emotional though, right? For uh, For the part of this? Oh, yeah, not. yeah. I thought the end was totally sad because this whole I entire... I it was sad. I just thought it, they didn't punctuate anything. I like, thought it was sad. Oh, okay. I was left feeling like Alana had confessed her love. Yes. Her undying love to George. And he just said, yeah, no. He didn't say... Did he say no? Well, he said no yes. off camera. Yeah, off camera, yes. But... I mean, well, of course, no. He's cla- he's suave. He's not going to say no to suave. Alana's face. I mean, of course, he, you know was kind and everything in person but in his in his little solo interview he said no but he embraced her and it seemed like they were talking at least in the moment that we got i really didn't you say something like in the solo interview like he left the door just a tad open That's he said what like I thought. he said like well mate we'll see or he said something like that his last words and he was awkward he like put his it, head down right. and he, he didn't look in the camera he was caught off guard by the whole thing. It's nearly. as though they're setting us up for season two or something. Yeah. I think it was a bit cliffhangery for me. I mean, they like, did I felt it was on, one-sided. They went on wife swap. They did. So. He, he said, he didn't say no completely. He said, I don't think so. I think he said something like that. And then he said, well, we'll see, May. I, I, right? I mean, I really need to understand this because it just yeah. seems like they're so good together. Ali I mean, said 60-40. I know. But is, is Alana <sighs> just lonely, maybe? No, well, I don't. Just, just, maybe. Well, she did say. That I thought this was funny when. Oh, the comments when George. Oh, 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 well, that too. Oh. <laughs> that too. That too. But when George and GT took a visit to oh. Alana to discuss the idea of George potentially dating other women, uh, she, she had a very uh, surprised reaction to the notion that George might date another woman. She totally did. She was like very upset over the over the idea, and um, I just thought that that reaction alone said a lot. Ugh. The fact that you know She's she cool with it. yeah, like she may say, "Oh yeah, that's fine," uh, no. but she really was not cool with it. And she said that if another woman were to occupy 90% of George's time, that would be a large void in her life. And I thought two things were funny with that. One thing, if he if he got with another woman, it's very likely that time might be monopolized 100% of the time. So I thought her her 90%. her idea of 90% was interesting. Uh, interesting math there. And, and the, the second fact is that she's saying it would fill a large void in her life, which made it more... It, she's bringing it all onto her. George having a dating life outside is affecting her in a very large way. So that's that's making me feel like she's more invested than he is. There's some parallels she between them yeah. and then Dean and Kim. Interestingly, yeah. if we yes. like compare the two v- vantage oh, yes. points of those relationships, kind of interesting yeah. that they're mirroring in some ways. One oh, yes. of the luxuries of being single is you don't have to answer to anyone. You can do whatever the hell you want. And he likes that. And well, but he, he can't do that right now. He's feeling guilty and stuff. Yeah. He said it. So it's on like, his date, and he I felt had, for him. He didn't. Ha- he shouldn't have to. He can go on a date if he wants. He's single. It was kind of cute on how he called Alana after the date and said, "Oh, so you called and." Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he even said in his little solo interview that he he enjoys dating, and he was describing the types of women he likes and how many of them he likes at one time. Uh, and what I thought was hilarious was he, every single interview that he does like that, he's got the film crew uh, producer people that are there with his interview cracking up yes. every single time. Oh, just imagine you the know hilarity that ensues. I really cracked up when Sean fell out of his chair in the interview. <laughs> I actually really did. Um, Well, uh, basically, in my summation, I think that George and Alana are still soulmates. I'm going with it. All right. I'm hoping for the best. This oh, we're all hoping for the best, guy. What are you? Are yeah, you hoping? I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Oh, I, I think he made the bubble. I, I could feel him in a way. He made it clear that he he loves his life right now. He loves the kids. He loves <sighs> hanging out with Alana, but he loves. Still having the ability to date other women, live in his condo, drink his scotch, be single, 
I think he's very content where he is right now. He's a man who wants it all. It, really? It, the whole 30 years thing gets... They've been divorced for 30... They've been divorced as long as I've been alive. She has, has a stronghold. Just, she has a stronghold. How she very just, strong. This is just happening again now. I don't... Well, you know, older and wiser, you realize things maybe. I mean, who knows? She obviously has the love architect in her life. So, you know, she's she's being influenced maybe to... I think that love architect's overpaid or something. <laughs> Overpaid, overrated, yeah. uh, something like that. I'm, um, it's possible, guy. It's possible. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm. She's clutching at straws. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, but really, by by way of Alana, because Alana's the one who enlisted her help in the matter. You know, so really, I think Alana has more to do with this situation than than you know. Maybe George cares I'm still to wondering, have. Yeah, I'm still point. wondering if they do get back together, if George will actually be happy. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I hope because he, he has the whole one. family pushing them into it. Even, I think Ali yeah. said it last week, but I hope he doesn't just fall for that, say, yes, let's do it. And then he's, he gets old way before he should, you know? Because he's got so much swag and charisma right Suave. now for his age. Suave. Suave has not left. I, don't, I hope he doesn't lose it getting back in a relationship. All right. Well, I mean, if there's a season two... Alana's going to hate me if she's watching this. She is. <laughs> she is. I'm well, no matter what happens, George will never lose the suave, in my opinion. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, final thoughts on this episode, the finale. Anything? Yeah. I thought it was lovely. I thought it wrapped everything up well, except for the George and Alana issue. I was left a little sad, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, but a great setup for season two, so I'll have to see. What about you? I, I, I loved the very, very end. I loved George speaking to the camera and how he just put his head down and didn't know what to do and was all. It was. I thought it was a good moment, even though you guys didn't. And um, I, yeah, I loved the sec the second part. I didn't love the, the first, first hour part. as much. The f- okay. And it's a good show. I hope it gets renewed. I want to know the fir- like the most memorable thing that happened in the season. Like, what's the first thing that pops in your brain as like the most memorable something that sticks out for mm. you that was like your favorite thing? Do you have one? I feel or- like mine are all George moments. <laughs> That's fine. That's allowed. What were they? Um, I like the part where he uh, threw wine on himself mm, mm-hmm. for sake of the comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Vegas bringing the the girls home the hookers oh, okay okay do you uh, know I, I do I, you put me on the spot I'm just trying to think of something it's alright I think mine was kind of a tie at least what popped into my brain was the whole um, fender bender incident and how George handled it but also when Allie basically said to Ashley that she wasn't going to miss Chinese class I still think that that was a fantastic <laughs> moment that was a good moment I just was like oh, you're, you're kidding me I'm not missing Chinese class very good um, moment so props on that well, I think that kind of wraps us up. Everyone out there, thank you so much for spending the season with us um, for Stuarts and Hamilton. It's been a short one, but a great one. Short one, but great one. Too hopefully, short. Hopefully there'll be a season two, so we'll keep you posted on that. Um, I've been your host, Allison Dean. You can find me everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, etc., at the Allison Dean, and you can find these two lovely people where? You can find me, Guy and a Girl Show on Twitter and GuyDavid86 on Instagram. Thanks for joining us, guys. And I am Blake V. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake V Media. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> and thanks to Marissa in the booth for sticking with us, uh, burning the midnight oil. You're the best, us. Marissa. You're the best. Um, thanks, guys, for a good season. We'll see you all soon out there after buzzers. See ya. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 